everybody to the Halloween spooky oh shit let me try it again (laughs) (laughs) all right again one two three one welcome back everyone to another episode of so what happened was your crash course in wrestling history I'm Alexis and with me tonight I have a special guest Tiff I like her here because her reactions to my shit is wonderful Tiff say hi (laughs) hola people (laughs) Wow. All right, so she, she, damn it. Anyway, so tonight is a special edition because as I'm recording this, it is October 27th. We are a few days away from Halloween, my favorite time of the year. And also today is my daughter's seventh birthday. So this is a big week in my family. We have our birthday and then Halloween. So yes, it's probably my favorite time of the year screw you christmas get out of target can we at least have thanksgiving first anyway hell no she's really no, i went to target last night and i sent tiff a picture all the halloween stuff at my target is gone it's all christmas there's nothing fall related there anymore halloween ain't even came yet we got the time of recording it hasn't came yet but Anyway, because it's the spooky season, I want to do something that had a little bit of a Halloween vibe to it. So tonight, we are taking a trip down to Mexico about the murderous Luchadora. This sounds like a horror movie that needs to be made. But unfortunately, (laughs) it's real life. So before we start, trigger warnings. We are going to be talking about sexual abuse, rape, torture, death, murder and grandma's dying if you have a problem with this please do not listen to the episode and google google is your best friend but i'm throwing it out there because i realize i've done these episodes without any warnings before so i'm really trying to fix that okay tiff are you ready i'm ready okay so the woman who would be called the grandmother killer, I am not even going to try to try to pronounce this in Spanish because even though I lived in Florida my entire life, I never learned how to speak Spanish. Her name was Juana Barraza. She was born in Mexico on December 27, 1957. Now, from what I could find, her parents were Trinidad Bazara, who was a police officer, and her mother was Justina Saberillo, who was a sex worker. Oh. Yeah, that, that kind of conflicts, right? Oh, that's not good. No. Now, see, Juana did not grow up in the best family um, shortly after her birth. Her biological dad, uh, Blit, took her brother, left. She never saw him again. So she could have walked past her dad on the street and she would have had no idea who the hell this guy was. Um, her mom is the living embodiment of human piece of shit. Mm. I will stand by that. Um, she never taught her daughter how to read or write, so she grew up being illiterate. Treated her daughter like she was scum of the earth. Now, if you know anything about serial killers, and I know, Tiff, you kind of dabble in that area with me. 
what is one kind of factor that seems to set up all serial killers? It's always abuse. It's either mental abuse, physical, sexual, and one of the parents is either more cruel than the other. Um, or they're just playing flat out psychopath one or one or two. Take away the psychopaths because Ted people consider Ted Bundy a psychopath, but he kind of yeah, came he, up from a he's a he has just, good family though. He came from a fucked up family situation though. Because remember, his sister got pregnant or his mom got pregnant when she was super young. And yeah. back at that point, you couldn't have young single moms. So what they did was sent her away. She came back and they raised Ted for a really long time thinking that his mom was his older sister and he didn't know till later on in life that was his mom yeah but like how late in life did he find out because uh, i don't i don't remember i don't like Ted Bundy. i think he's an asshole i'm glad he's dead well yeah he is he is but i'm just saying like that didn't affect like he was the way he was irregardless of that like he literally he was like that his whole life, but he had a decent family. It wasn't like his family just, you know, they were complete pieces of shit. Like, how can I put it? Uh, let's see. Jeffrey Dahmer's parents were were shitty people, and they don't want to admit that, but they were. Um, he came from a decent family, and Ted Bundy just just was a psychopath. He just didn't have it in him to be a person of promise. He knew how to mimic that behavior, but he couldn't actually do it. Mm. Edward, uh, Edward Kemper is a good one too. Uh, he was abused by his mom and he turned around, became a serial killer and murdered her too. So yeah. John be, nice to your, be nice to your kids, man. You don't know how they're going to turn out. Shit. Gacy was abused by his dad all the time. Oh, Gacy was mentally, physically, um, and then he yeah, was mentally. sexually assaulted by a man in the family uh, that was a friend of the family, and by some girl. She sexually assaulted him too, and they didn't believe him. So, nope. that's like that's that's always a serial killer calling card. I fucking hate that. <laughs> anyway, there was a little bit of light in uh, Baraz's family. She did have a stepfather who pretty much became her father figure. And uh, I couldn't find out much about him, but um, he he kind of was like her, he was, he was kind of like the one who kept watch over her and was trying to make sure that her life wasn't so fucked up. Well, unfortunately, not all- That didn't work. No. <laughs> um, according to what Barraza said about her mother at the age of 12, Juana was sold to a man named Jose Lugo who sexually abused Juana for four years. He made I'm her- I'm sorry, did they sold? He, she sold her own daughter to this man. Basically, he, she became a sex slave. She sold her. You wanna know how much she sold her for? Uh, I'm scared. <laughs> Three glasses of beer. Okay, wait, <laughs> wait. You sell your kids to a man mm -hmm. 
and you sell her for three glasses of beer? That's how the story went. Okay. And while she was his captive, she became pregnant by him multiple times, and she also she suffered from miscarriages. Now, here, this, this girl's life never, never had a chance to be fucking normal. Reports say about four to five years later, it her stepfather found out what really happened to her and rescued her from him. Like she oh, found you trying? He was trying to find her. Because here's the thing. Juana's mom didn't say she sold her for beer. Nay, nay. I know I stole that from Bailey Syrian. Bailey is queen. So I love Bailey. She's I awesome. love Bailey. <laughs> she, she, uh, quick shout out to two of my favorite like true crime horror people on YouTube. I should have said this before we got started. Uh, first shout out to Lazy Masquerade. He is the one who actually... Um, was the first person that I heard talk about this. So he was the guy who gave me the inspiration to do this. So thank you very much. Second is Bailey Sarian. If you guys have not watched her, she I love her so much. She has grown so much and she's doing so much more stuff outside of YouTube now. And it's just like, she is, she is fucking queen. Oh, when I bow to her. With so Netflix. She's got the she's case closed with Netflix and then she's got Dark History, which I love. Dark History is yes. everything. Y'all gotta go watch it. She has a podcast for Dark History, so you can either watch Dark History on Thursdays or go listen to Dark History on Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. I like watching it because she's funny. And then then on Monday, it's Murder Mystery Makeup Mondays. Yeah. Harley absolutely adores her. She thinks she's so pretty. Like, I could be sitting there watching, like, just having the video she did about Charles Manson playing in the background yeah and harley will come downstairs and i'm like oh my god and she goes mommy that lady's really pretty so i caught her like the next day in her bathroom trying to be like bailey Syrian and talking about whatever and trying to put like her little play makeup on it was so cute (laughs) i love it and i'm like who are you talking to and she goes i'm talking to all my fans i'm like how many fans do you have she's like a million and i'm like That's an ambitious kid. I love it. I love her. Anyway, uh, back to the story. So, (laughs) so Nene, Wada's mom told her whole family that she had ran off with this guy, that she had run away to be with him, that she was like in love with him or something. So they ran off. Why does she hate her kids so much? I could not, she didn't, I couldn't under find out why, but from what I'm understanding, from what I have gathered about her mother, and this is allegedly me, so um, if for some reason Juan Abradas hears this in Mexican prison, please don't come for me. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> from what I gather, her mother was a narcissist and never wanted her to begin with. Oh, okay. So she was in the way. So, yeah. So um, there were reports that when she sold it, sold her to this guy, she ran off to be with some other dude and um, never really cared, like never cared about her daughter. And unfortunately, you do see this a lot with a lot of serial killers. I mean, like Charles Manson's mom sold him for a pitcher of beer, apparently. 
<sighs> he, he, yeah, well, he's dead, so. Yay! Not going to say God rest your soul, because I hope it's restless. Mm-mm. Yeah. Like, if I go to hell, he's the first person I'm finding. I'm curb stomping his ass to, like, blow Not up. curb stomping. Oh, I will. I mean, who's going to fucking stop me? Satan, I'm already dead in here. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> he's going to hate me, man. Like, he's going to be like, nah, this bitch can't come here. Send her, send her somewhere else. <laughs> so, if y'all haven't figured out that by now, me and Tiff have this weird fascination with serial killers. So, yay! Weird hobbies. <laughs> anyway, um, apparently, they, she just didn't like her. Found her. She was in the way. Wanted nothing to do with her. Sold her to this dude. Told the family she was in love with them and ran off. Now, when the uncle found her and brought her home, Juana's mom was there and she started like going off on her daughter calling her a piece of shit calling her a waste like pretty much just berating her and the uncle snapped and beat the shit out of the mom Jesus Christ what the like hell is to, going on to the point that this mom almost died like he oh would have he would have killed her mother if their landlord had not stopped and came out and said what the hell is going on like she was on the verge of being beaten to death holy shit so this girl never really had a chance at life just, i mean at least her family was trying she I she mean, i mean they didn't give up looking for her cuz you see some people were, what I'm saying, like, they were trying to be there for her. So even though it was violent and it was volatile and it wasn't the proper way to express your anger or love for someone, even if you are protecting them, it kind of fueled her violence and where she was going to end up. But it wasn't like she didn't have anyone to care for her. If, if you get what I'm saying, like, I understand that it, it's ugly. And it's not perfect, but it wasn't like they the whole family just believed her mom. Like right, they like, rallied to find her. Right. Like they knew the mom was a lying sack of shit. And they knew like uh reports I was reading that said the uncle knew something was up because there's no way that he, he I mean, they were close. The uncle and the stepdad were very close with her and um they were her father figures in life. And I mean she He's got lucky because a lot of people in that situation usually don't have people who are out there looking for her after what four or five years. And unfortunately, I know that that is common practice. There's a um, it's a king a queen pin by the name of Griselle de Blanco, and she <gasps> the, wo- the woman who invented the drive by. Yes, <laughs> yes, I ah. Griselda also was so when she was a kid, so. That's not uncommon. It it happens more often than you think. Oh it's yeah, pretty sad. Especially in uh, more like not well economy countries where like the mafia or some kind of like crime uh, ring is in control of things. Yeah, it's human trafficking, terrible. human slavery. It's it's crazy. Like has that's big why, money. That's why they tell like I don't want to make this sound bad, but. That's why certain countries, they tell American, like American women, black, white, brown, whatever, they tell, American, 
don't go there. And they'll say the same thing about guys. Like I wanted, I want to go to Romania because I'm that weird goth kid that has to go to Transylvania. (laughs) Now you know why I do all the weird shit on this show. And I had an acquaintance who was in the army and he did, he was stationed in that area, like Russia, Romania, Prague, that, that kind of area. Mm-hmm. And he took one look at me and he said, Alexis, don't go there. I said, why? He goes, they would kill your husband to get to you and sell you into sex trafficking. And they wouldn't even bat an eye about it. Okay. I'm just well, like, that's what? a good deterrent. That's nice. Yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> Got it. Shit. So if someone <laughs> in Romania can get me a fucking Dracula mug, <laughs> I'd really appreciate it. Just ship it right out. Just, yeah. Just don't just, ship it to my address. Just, you know, I don't know. I'll get a P.O. box. And so, you know, because I don't, I don't trust you motherfuckers. <laughs> so... She returns to her family um, at the age of 18. Mommy dearest finally kicks the can into psoriasis, which is liver damage from alcohol. And unfortunately, the father figures in her life passed away at 18 as well from the same disease. Take care of your liver, kids. So she's 18 years old. She leaves. She heads to Mexico City. Uh, she within the time of frame of her being there with all this going down she gets married three times all three in divorce and she ends up being a struggling single mother with four kids she has how many kids she had four kids and they're all by the same husband or by she got married twice she said right she got married three times three Yes, three times, each one ending in divorce, and she had four kids. Uh, Apparently, the kids were very well, like, they struggled, but, like, they were pretty decent kids. Um, Unfortunately, her firstborn, I'm telling you, this woman cannot escape tragedy in her life. Her firstborn, uh, which from what reports I could gather was, you know, firstborn son, that's her favorite. Well, not favorite, but she loved him a whole lot. Um, Mm -hmm. he was killed uh, in a mugging at the age of 24. Well, damn. So I think, so she, this goddamn, can someone just give this woman a fucking hug at this point? Shit. Child, at this point, ain't no hug gonna work. <laughs> I don't know. We passed the hugging. Oh my God. This, this, is, this is past a hundred shit. So between 1980s and 1990s, when she, when she was in Mexico City, she became she started working multiple jobs, including a street vendor, a maid, and a luchadora. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> That's right, kids. She became a female lucha libre wrestler, and she had probably one of the most badass wrestling names ever. <laughs> like this, like her wrestling name. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this as well as I can in Spanish. Her her wrestling name was La Dama de Silencio, which is yeah. translated to either the Lady or Dame, depending on the translation you're using, of silence. That's fucking badass. 
Isn't it? <laughs> her, gear, her gear was kind of weird because she had like this pink Power Ranger. Tiff, you, you're seeing her gear. This pink Power Ranger gear with like a pink and uh, glittery butterfly mask. Oh, it's I was mean, very reminiscent of that Divas title. Ugh. That's yeah, what is, it looked like. This is like if someone made a creator wrestler uh, the Diva title. It's so pink and glittery, like I, I can't even look at it. It um, do look like a pink Power Ranger. Yeah, she never became high tier, like the most more well known Lucha Libre stars, but she was known within the community. She was a big wrestling fan. She loved it since she was a kid. Um, it was kind of her escape, which I don't blame her for fuck's sake. Um, I wish she would have stuck with that instead of murder. Right? She, uh, I mean, she really just liked wrestling and she you know wrestled and i i couldn't find out who trained her or anything like that but there is a picture of her on the internet if you look her up she is holding a title i cannot make out what company that is or a promotion that is so if someone can google it and let me know what it is please let me know because it just says woman world woman wrestling champion that's all the title says yeah so i don't yeah. I can't tell what company she was wrestling for. That could be interesting. But she was a champion. Right, but she she stayed mostly in Mexico, so she never got to travel. She really nothing got to do, like, a lot of the stuff. Like, what she is going to be known for is more infamous than what she did in the ring. But there is that wrestling connection, kids, so there you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... Now, while Barraza's trying to move on with her life, you know, because what else can you do at that point? You're just trying to pick up the pieces and continue going on, trying to do you. Right. Baraza began to fester a hate toward older women. Predominantly the same age as whether her, now reports conflicted on this again, whether around the same age where her mother had sold her as a sex slave or how about the age her mother died because she never really got the full revenge on her mother. Granted, the uncle beat her to death, but she herself never got revenge on her mom. So she, this is like, she's, she's festering. Like the seeds have been sown and now they're getting watered because she just, I'm not saying just let it go, but she's, She's kind of losing her grip on reality at this point, if that makes sense. I guess her mental was deteriorating enough for her to just snap. She's not snapping yet, but she's she's just starting to grow this fester. I mean, it was always there. She said it was always there, but as she got older, it got worse. It got worse because she didn't have a healthy way of how to to cope with the trauma she didn't really have you know this was like the early 90s they didn't really have a lot I mean mid 90s too let's face it you and me both grew up in the 90s mental health was not a big deal back then to people nope and if you went to a therapist she was crazy and that's like it's weird because I was watching videos about that and they're like people in the 50s and the 60s if you were going to a therapist you were deemed crazy that's why you didn't tell anybody Mm mm-hmm so for everyone who's making shit about 
mental health becoming a big thing now in the 2020s, fuck you. Because we've had to deal with a lot of this shit. And before we were just told, what were we always told? Oh, you're crazy. Oh, you're psycho. You just need to lay down. You're over. My favorite, when I used to just cry for no reason and my dad would tell me, you're overreacting. Just stop. I still remember that one. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, well. Anyway. Um, not for my time. <laughs> so, but yeah, you guys gotta remember there it's not like now where people are trying to offer help or there's there's hotlines, there's free help, there's apps, there you can go pe- talk to people online. A lot of like sexual assault and sexual abuse, uh, I don't want victims, survivors. Mm-hmm. They didn't they didn't really have a whole lot of people to talk to. And like the stigmata was still there. It was they're like they saw you as like, oh. Well, what were you doing to deserve it? It was that kind of fucking mindset. And that's, that's disgusting to think we've only come this far. And it took how long to get this far? Almost 50 years. <laughs> that's fucking, oh my God. So yeah, it's, it's, and the fact that her mom died before she could finally get like the final fuck you to her. I mean, if you, if you had someone who put you through this and they died before you could just be like, give them the final fuck you blow and you didn't have any healthy way of getting this out what else is it you're gonna fester on it yeah but i wouldn't turn around and kill innocent people you do it your way way. she did it her way i don't know what to tell you at this point So in, 19, in 1995, after the birth of her last and fourth child, Barraza was strapped for cash as wrestling was not paying the bills. Again, she was not very high ranked, so she was only making about maybe 300 to 500 pesos a night. I don't know how much that would count for inflation now, but probably not a whole lot in uh, early 90s money or mid-90s hmm. money. So she got desperate. 1996, this is when she begins her first crime spree of breaking into people's homes. Uh, She would steal their valuables and sometimes just be super petty. She would take their possessions and she kept them as trophies. Oh, so she's an escalator. Yes. Just just remember that. Just remember that, okay? She started off small. They would break into people's homes um, and steal their shit. Now, she did have a friend. Her name was Asiela Martinez. They began breaking into elderly people's homes, dressed as nurses. They would, they would hit them or they would subdue them in some way, which allowed them to rob them. They didn't kill them at this point. They just subdued them, stole their shit, and left. And how they got access into the house is that they would dress as nurses going around to people's houses and they would scout their victims they were looking for people who were in their late 60s like 70s 80s like grandma age you know mm-hmm. who lived alone and had no little to no family which is what Barraza would keep up during her murder spree mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. Martinez 
at this time was in a relationship with a corrupt cop on the Mexican police force. And they turned around after her and Barraza went through all this shit. Martinez turned around and began extorting Barraza for money in order for her not to be turned into the cops for the breaking and entering and stealing. Really? No honor amongst thieves, I'm telling you. Wow. I mean, your ass was there too, so. But she was dating the corrupt cop. So he would easily just say, oh no, she had nothing to do with it. She was with me. This is all her friend. Trash. It is trash. So in ninth, from that point in 1995 to up to 2001, she wasn't killing anybody yet, but she was breaking into businesses and shops, stealing stuff. And of course, going into people's houses, posing as the nurse. Like Tiff, she had this shit down pat. She had forged government papers to give her like she was a, a nurse or a social worker or something like that and she had forged these papers in order to get into people's homes because you see someone like it's not like now where you're just like hang on a sec you know hang on let me check this on my phone you know shit right. like that like it was easy to forge the document right and of course you know there and i don't want to say this because my mom's getting up there in age hi mom uh some elderly people you see it all the time even today elderly people get taken for scams all the time yeah when they start calling talking about um they significant their child is in jail they gotta bail them out them um phone scams or you're talking about your car warranty you gotta pay up or the irs scams or the credit card scams yeah mm-hmm. i Oh, I used to work at a credit card company and I felt so bad when you have like all these older people call and say they got scammed for it. I feel so bad. That's terrible. But of course, you know, you, you let people in, you think you can trust a social worker with government papers, a nurse with government papers, you know, the bright documentation. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, they didn't know any different. Of course not. not- and it's not like the elderly now where a lot of them are learning to adapt to use smartphones and social media and all this stuff. And some of them are starting to know better. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, it, it's, it, it was just real shitty. It, it was a real shitty thing for her to do. And it was real shitty for her friend to do. And it was even more shittier that the friend was trying to extort her to keep her for ass from going to jail. Like you said, no honor among thieves. That's some cold bloody shit right there. So I couldn't find out what happened to Martinez. I tried to scoop, I tried to search her as much as I could to see what happened. Um, I couldn't find anything. So I'm going to say she just fell off the face of the earth. <laughs> Good riddance at this point. Bye, bitch. <laughs> so by, so by two, the 2000, Barraza had retired from wrestling. Um, I don't, there's, for conflicting reports that she was injured, her body was going out on her, she just couldn't wrestle anymore. And then, of course, her uh, financial situation has got was getting worse. So, you know, she still had kids to take care of, and she didn't know what the fuck to do. 
So 2001, that is when Barraza started her killing spree. And here's how she would do it. She would keep up that, what we just said with like the government, the government forged papers, claiming she's a nurse, claiming she's a social worker that's going to help them with pension, you know, something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Other outlets claiming she would go door to door, saying she's a maid looking for work. You know, she, she was, she was kind of ballsy because towards the end, she started following people back to their house and asking for some water. And then once they come in, she strangle them to death. Oh, shit. Now, here's the thing I find very, very fascinating. <laughs> I know this is the wrong word to say. Um, female serial killers are very far and in between. They are out there. They now, are. You have, you have women murderers. Mm-hmm. But for female serial killers, the list is pretty low. I don't know how it is in Mexico because this is the first uh, case of a female serial killer Mexico had ever dealt with in the modern er- in the modern era. I don't know about anything before this, but modern era wise, um, usually female serial killers they they're emotional. Like, there's a reason why they're doing it. Like, I'm not saying guys don't have that, but if you're gonna look at the difference between a female serial killer and a male serial killer. Yeah, I find that some of them are. Like, they will. A bit more passionate, if that makes sense. Yeah, but they do it in the most lethal way. So they'll do like um, poison. That's usually the go to for a female serial killer. But I've seen some female serial killers who are emotionless who don't have any they do they kill as a means to an end rather than an impulse type of kill so it was a necessity like case in point there was a lady that was I think she used to live in um somewhere like Colorado or a place like that she had her first husband and she knew he had a life insurance policy she wanted the money she killed him she had two kids with him moved on to the second husband, killed him the same way, and then she got married for a third time, um, attempted to kill him, and he actually ended up dying in a hospital, but she blamed her daughter for it. Oh, shit. She um, killed him with antifreeze, and the way they caught her was the way she typed. So she typed up the letter instead of writing it. She was smart enough to do that. But she wasn't smart enough to spell check the letter. So she talked to the detectives once and told them something about Annie Free. That's how she referred to the Annie Free. And that's what she put in the letter. And that's how they figured out that she had killed. Damn. She killed him. She killed her first husband and her second husband. And got all the life insurance policies. Now you got your Eileen Warnos. That woman's crazy. And she just... There, there but she had a no similar thing. thing. Like she was, she was assaulted. Yeah. She was sexually assaulted, and she was killing men. Like I said, it's always a mean to it, but hers was more of an emotion type of thing. Like you said, she was killing guys because she felt like they were disgusting, mm-hmm. and she wanted them dead. And I mean, it's always like it's always more. Is there any more hands on like that you just said with the lady with the antifreeze? Um, mm-hmm. 
you'll watch where people are poisoned. Like female serial killers, I looked this up, female serial killers are more likely to use some sort of uh, poison to kill mm-hmm. their victims than they would to actually use a gun. Because it's not, it's messy. They don't want to, they don't want to have to deal with the mess of it. It's right. cleaner to just, I, I hate to say it this way. It sounds really, <laughs> it sounds really morbid, but it's the truth. Like a man, a man is more aggressive. A female has a little bit more tact, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Most of the oh, time, makes- if she's going to be a female serial killer, she's not going to go out there and just start shooting people. Most of the time they're in your right. Sometimes it is emotionally connected. They're doing it because it's a means to an end or they gain something from it. Most male serial killers are killing because there's an impulse they can't control and they're going to continue to keep doing it. There are female serial killers who kill that way. There have been in history, but they're few and far between. Most of them are very detached. They just want the job done. A poison may take a little time. They have more patience. Then, so they'll only kill you over time. Whereas a man right. wants, a man wants you dead right then. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you so, look at the black, if you look at Black Widow killers back in like the early turn of the century, like right. you know, autopsies and shit. That wasn't a thing. You died. You died. Especially in like the 1700s, 1800s. Said <laughs> you died. You died. People, were, <laughs> dude, your life expectancy and like. 1800s was like 26 if you didn't get married by the time you were 15 you were an old you were a spinster thank god for letting me be born when i was gone <laughs> you know, like people people just drop dead and they're just like oh he had too much ghosts in his blood he should have done more cocaine i don't fucking know oh, geez. but it was easier it was easier back then for because you like uh well you, you i mean there's tons of youtube videos about this where um, they're called the Lonely Heart Killers or the Black Widow Killers. See, yeah. the women always get the cooler names, like the Black Widow Killers. That sounds badass. Yeah, John Wayne Gacy was just called the Killer Clown Killer. Yeah. And then you had the Golden State Killer, the BT, BTK Killer, uh, Zodiac. Zodiac Killer. Son uh, of Sam. Son of, oh, who was a good one? Um. Uh, Green River Killer, mm-hmm. the Axe Man of New Orleans. Like, if you're gonna have it, if you're gonna be a serial killer, have a fucking cool ass name. Don't don't take anything we say seriously. This is this is just fun and games, okay, folks? Like, yeah, because I don't I don't want none of that shit to come to my house, okay? <laughs> like, where you at? Thank you. Don't merge. All right. So anyway, Baraza kind of held the same pattern of what she was doing. She would go to poor, smaller towns poses a government official, poses a maid, poses a nurse, you know, with the paperwork and everything, she would be invited into people's houses and she would strangle them to death. Kind of like the same MO when her and her little bitch-ass friend was robbing people. She would strangle them? She would strangle them to death. Now, if she was, if she came posing to your door, this is... It's a luchador, a strong-ass luchador bitch coming to your door. (laughs) I'm sorry. And she was built, I mean, she was like, like, I'm 5'11". So they said she was anywhere between 5'6 and 5'7". So when you're that, I don't want to say short stature, like, let's say medium height. Mm-hmm. And she's ripped. But she's not like China, but she's, you know, 
She's got muscle. She, she got some weight on her. Yeah. So, you know, she's not the most, like, I, it's like not the most petite woman ever. And, you know, she had like very close cropped hair. So, you know, she did give off a masculine appearance. But, you know, whatever. It was a different time back then. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so she kept, so she kept that same MO. She would go after older women in their late 60s, 70s, and 80s, middle to no family, lived alone, and wouldn't be missed if something happened to them. Sounds like a serial killer to me. Well, her body count is... So her first recording, her first recorded murder was on November 25th, 2002. Her first victim was Maria de la Luz Gonzalez Anya. She was 64 years old. She was beaten and manually strangled to death. Lord have mercy. That's just, that's just vicious. So this murder spree started in 2002. She didn't get caught till 2006. She was killing people for four years. Four years. And, and you see, her first killing was in 2002. Mm-hmm. Now, see, Mexican officials at first, and I'm not going to say shit because we all know. Uh, Mexican cops aren't always portrayed in the best light. Is that the best well, way to say it? The system is corrupt, but it's corrupt everywhere. They, is corrupt. they didn't believe that this was all connected. Because she would, within the four years, she would spread out her killing. So she would kill her, excuse me, after her first murder, she waited three months to commit the next one. So they weren't back to back. No, I'm actually looking at this. So she started in November 2002. Her next one after that in, two, in 2003, her next murders were in March, July, two in October, and three in November. Hmm. She ran all up. done, all Ooh. done by strangulation. Why does she escalate like that? Once you start, I mean, you, you know what they say about it. It's just when serial killers, they get their first kill, they, they say it's like a rush to them. It's like a euphoric rush. And then sometimes you can control it and sometimes you can't because when 2004 rolled around, she killed in November. Her next murder didn't come in February of 2004. And I'm not, I'm not going to go through all the people that she killed. A lot of this has to do with strangulation and some other fucked up shit that was going on have, with them. Did she sexually assault them? Um, no. Um, one that she was, she beat one, smothered, 
on one victim was beaten, smothered with a pillow, and then she was strangled. Um, multiple victims were strangled using a stethoscope, which was her MO. Uh, when she came to the door dressed as a nurse, she would, you know, once your back was turned, she would choke you, like she would strangle you to death. How did she pick her victims? Like, I understand she, she found them because they were lonely, older women. But, like, does she have a registry or something? She would, they they didn't go into full details about that. Mm-hmm. But she, they said she would canvas. Like, that's why she was posing as the government official. Mm-hmm. So she, she would do, would, like, door-to-door type shit? Yeah, that's why she would go to the poor, smaller towns in Mexico. Because it, it's not like she went to Mexico City and started killing a lot of people or, uh, don't, like, I, never, I don't know my Mexican geography, so please excuse me. Um, <laughs> it's not like she went to, like, the capital city or she went to, like, a big, you know, city-state or whatever and started doing that. She would go to these smaller towns where it was just like the smaller, poor population that no one really gave a shit about. So how did she get caught? So how she got caught. Very interesting. So while the police are pretty much getting slammed by the media and public while all this is going on, that itself is is a fucking hot mess. I don't want to get into police politics, but if you guys want to please Google it. It's fascinating that they set this time. Uh, so they really didn't start taking this shit serious till about late 2003, 2004, when the bodies started piling up. And that's when uh, the media dubbed uh, uh, Barada the old lady killer. And police were like, stop trying to make this blah, blah, blah. And they're like, we'll do your fucking job and we won't have to do it for you. That kind of thing. <laughs> because, I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. It was just like, we see it writing on the wall. I don't understand yeah. how you can't see it. Well, I mean, and then it started coming because people, they started taking this seriously because people were coming with the latest kills and they were saying, hey, we saw this person. We believe maybe a man wearing a female wig leaving. They thought she was a dude. Here's what she would do because she would come dressed as a nurse and she she had very close cropped hair so she would wear a wig the way she's built due to her training to be a luchador kind of gave her a manly appearance so they were thrown off they thought it was a dude but see when people started saying it looked like the perpetrator looked like a woman. And again, you have to remember, you have to remember this was in the 90s. Uh, so when they were like, yeah, we're seeing this person leaving the scene, we, we it uh, perpetrator looks like a man, but could be a woman. The police started gathering, I wish this was, I'm not laughing because <laughs> it's funny. Uh, the police started rounding up all the transvestite hookers they could find because they believed there was a transvestite hooker killing all these old women. Oh my God. <laughs> not, I shouldn't be laughing. I'm not laughing because it's funny. It's, I don't know why. <laughs> I guess it's just like the incompetence, really. Because, like, uh, come on. <laughs> 
I'm not trying to laugh. I'm sorry. It's the nineties though. So I I well, kinda have to chalk it up to their they're just stupid. I mean, if like, you think about it, I mean who would I mean and they couldn't find them, so it's like and anyway, but here's here's the kicker. You would think if you're gonna go into someone's house and yeah, you're waiting for their back to turn. And even if they're if their back wasn't turning, she would create a scenario. Either she would create a scenario for get them to turn around, or she would just pull out, attack them from the front. Like this lady was ballsy when it came to this shit. Um, if you're gonna strangle someone, use gloves. Don't leave fingerprints behind at the scene of your crime multiple times. She she left. She didn't leave her fingerprints, Alexis. That's not true. She left her fingerprints because here's the thing. They had the killer's fingerprints lifted off from the crime scenes. I don't know if it was from the corpses or if she just started touching shit afterwards or whatever. More than likely, probably from the corpse because they were most, yeah, some of them were strangled with a stethoscope, but they were strangled with her hands. She did not wear gloves and they lifted fingerprints from the corpse of her victims and they ran the fingerprints against all the transvestite hookers that they picked up i'm not going to call them hookers excuse me transvestite sex workers pardon i'm sorry they ran those fingerprints and it didn't come nothing came back so they're back to basically square one how she got how she got caught 2006, January, January 25th, 2006, she had just claimed her last victim, Ana Maria de la la Reyes Afro. Sorry if I butchered that. I'm trying to get better. She had just- All right, you tried. You tried this on it. That was her last She was a landlord- at a uh, local like apartment for people and she had gotten access in and strangled her to death and she was seen leaving the scene she was strangled with a stethoscope shitty way to go out because i've yeah just i strangle is oh shit man so I just looked, I looked at this again, when her, August 15th, her oldest victim, 91 years old, strangled with a bandana and set on fire post-mortem. What? Yeah. She set the lady on fire. Oh my God. That is vicious. Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, that's what they, they're putting down here. But it's- like... Of all the things, like, I'm just so, it always baffles me as to why, like, you had, you, okay, so, you had the chance, and I don't mean this in the most horrible way, but I just want people to understand where my mind is at. When you, like, left home, and you finally was able to get your life together, and your mom was still alive, why didn't you just satisfy the satisfaction and kill your mother? Like, if she was the one you wanted, why didn't you just do that to her instead of 
taking out all of your anger and frustration on innocent women who didn't do anything. Well, maternal, and then, maternal side, because I believe that's how you pronounce it, maternal side usually runs more with male serial killers because, of course, it's always the mother who fucks up somewhere along the way. Oh. Always the yes. Mom. Like, I know that most of the time the um, the maternal murderer is usually a man killing his mother. Um, but I know that patricide always happens with men, too. Like, that happens. Hold on a second. It looks like this. I mean, you you outlived your mom. You, I mean, like, that's, that's the thing. It's just kind of like, if your parents were shitty to you, like, outlive them do better than them like prove that you're better by being better than them i don't i don't know man i, I mean i'm not i've watched too many true crime stuff so i i just i feel like i give a biased answer about that kind of shit um i don't think it's biased i just think you're going by what you know but it just it's kind of i've always asked that question i've always wondered like why you felt it like it to me it's like you're that selfish for your own needs that you will kill someone else not just specifically for their life but just you're taking away a life and it's not yours to take away and then you do it multiple times over and it, it's like you're entitled to it. it's the entitlement of it that baffles me and I just go like why do you believe that you deserve this? Even after everything you've been through, all the hell you've been through, why would you then inflict so much pain and anguish on someone else, knowing that that's going to hurt someone's family? And even if you only know them to have one or two um, children or something, it's like, who are you to decide who gets to live and die just because you're having a bad day? It's it's lack of empathy because like empathy is like what's the definition of empathy it's like you feel like you have no compassion you have no empathy toward fellow human beings that's where i i i disconnect because i don't think that i could actually do that i don't think that i could physically harm someone and then like this like this is brutal especially an older woman who can't defend themselves, someone who is defenseless, essentially. You're going to trick them into getting in their house and then murder them in the most brutal way. And then the last one, you set them on fire. And like, she was 91 years old. It just, like, it's very disheartening. And I don't, I don't have any respect for you because you're picking on the most weak. You're not going, I, I'll put it this way. You're not going after people who would be able to match you brawn for brawn and wit for wit. You're essentially going after those who are weaker than you on purpose. Right. And whether it's because of your mother or not, you're a weak ass bitch for that. <laughs> you and I hope and I hope you are getting your ass with in prison. If you ain't, you need one. Somebody needs to whip your ass. We're gonna that's, get to that. That's not right. We're gonna get to that in just a sec. So here's the thing, before she killed her last victim, 
the last person she had murdered was back in October of 2005. So they went October, November, December, like two and a half months, which normally, if you notice, when I was reading it off, it usually got to be like one a month kind of thing. Yeah, and then she doubled up, like doubled and tripled up. Right. That's why I was like, the escalation was weird. So before her, the final murder in January, she had done a lot of work in October. So then all of a sudden, she, when the killing start, stopped, the police figured this guy, either the, the perpetrator, because they're still looking at a male here, okay? They, they didn't even think about thinking of a female. They, they think, still thought it was a man. Mm-hmm. The male perp, they thought maybe he had just moved on or he committed suicide. Because, you know, that was the thing with the Zodiac killer. He held, right. he held everybody in crazy. And then all of a, like, at his peak, he just vanished. You know, they found him, like, last year, apparently. Yeah, they, I thought he was dead. He is dead. So he, like, just, this family is never going to get any peace, man. I just hope he's rotten in hell, too. I'm going to curb stomp his ass, too. National <laughs> <laughs> curb stomp. So, in January, after she just killed this lady, the, the landlord, okay? She was seen by attendant of the landlord. Her name was, what's her name? Uh, Ana Maria de, la, de los Reyes Alfro. I think I already said her name, just to remind you. So she killed this lady. And the tendant, the, uh, her attendant saw Barraza leaving the, leaving the crime scene. Mm. So he, he walked in, found the landlord strangled, put two and two together, and he started chasing her down, like started running after her. She sees him coming. She got caught. She knew what was going to happen. She starts running. He's chasing her. And he sees some police standing around and he starts yelling at the police what she had done. And the police caught her and arrested her. They ran the fingerprints that were left behind at some of the scenes, and they matched hers. And they knew they found their killer. You got sloppy and you got caught. So get this. Get this. They raided her apartment while she's sitting in jail. They're raiding her apartment. They found trophies that she kept from her murder victims. Now, she's illiterate. Remember that. But there were newspaper clippings that she had cut out and saved from all her from her killing spree for all her victims. What? Mm-hmm. My God. And it's just it's crazy because if you go and you look, she's very, you know, she's just very conservative. And, you know, with her being built like a dude, they thought, or not like a dude, but she was being, she wasn't built, built normal, like a normal female was considered normal. She had a lot of masculine energy, as they would say. Right. I'm I'm sorry if I say some shit. I'm still trying to get used to the new lingo for for the 2020. So please excuse my ignorant ass. I am trying here. Okay. (laughs) Um, but yeah, she became known as the grandmother killer of Mexico. Now, she only has taken, uh, taken, wow, 
She has only said she <laughs> murdered one person, and that was the person she got caught killing, the landlord. That's the only one she admitted to. Exactly. Yes. That's the only one she said that she did. Um, honestly, they they believe okay so let me explain this and then we'll go off the deep end here okay here's the fucked up thing a week before she was arrested and all this stuff happened she was on tv talking about lucha libre what so bold bitch i know she i i think it's just because i don't think she got sloppy i just think her time was up because if you ever look at serial killers they either vanish or they get caught even if they, after they do get managed, like, look at BTK, he stopped killing, but they found his ass, like, it was 20 years later, but they still found him. But they do get sloppy, like, they will get sloppy because they get cocky, that, that happened with Ted Bundy, that happened with Jeffrey Dahmer, they change their MO, and they get caught, it, she got comfortable, and it's just like, you killed somebody that you did, first of all, she deviated from her MO, which was to kill older women who didn't have a lot of family or no family. She deviated from her MO. You killed the landlady. The landlady interacted with people on a regular basis. So you you got sloppy and you got busted for it. That's your fault, pretty bitch. So she put, so back, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like, if you look at the sketches that people made, like, they made a bust of her and stuff. If you look at the sketches that they made with eyewitness, eyewitnesses, it, it's pretty dead on. Like, I'm leaving some stuff out because there was a lot to get through about this. So I'm, I'm not the bare bones, but I'm giving you the info you need. But if you really want to deep dive it, me and Tiff would be here for three hours talking about this if I went over every single little thing. And I don't want to do that, and I know she don't want to do that. So... <laughs> Um, okay, so we'll get to, here's, here's the nitty gritty part, okay? And so she gets arrested in 2006, 2008. She's tried for 30 murders, Tiffany, 30. And only found guilty of 16 of them. And she's got her mic off. Okay. I was talking. I didn't even know my microphone was off. So I'm yeah. like, wait, her official body count is 30 that they know of. <laughs> they believe so. Okay. So they believe it may be anywhere between 30 to almost 50. 50. There are unfortunately like we stated earlier i know i say unfortunately a lot but what can you fucking say when you talk about a fucking ex-luchadora turned serial killer at this point um they're um, the elderly do get preyed upon um they believe she may have been killing people before 2000 when she or before she started in 2001 2002 mm -hmm. and there's just there's a lot of unsolved old women murders that have yet to be solved now the cops are saying she doesn't have anything involved to do with it but a lot of people are like nah fam they're 
there there's a connection because majority of them got strangled what's her mo strangulation strangulation so <laughs> so on top of only being found guilty of 16 out of 30 murders possibly the cause for many other murders that will probably never be solved and i feel sorry for those families who will never get that piece he was also uh found guilty of 12 robberies at that point during her uh, i don't know if that just means because of her robberies while she was killing people and taking their shit or the robberies before more than likely probably when she was stealing their shit after she killed them um, this is just ridiculous so i mean it's mexican it's mexican jail dude it's mexican court again not not the best country to ever be caught and arrested in let's be completely real about it um <laughs> I mean, mostly, and she was found mostly was convicted to everything due to fingerprint evidence. And, you know, like I just said, she set the one on fire. So, I mean, but it's just like, you know, the MO fit. So she is sentenced. Are you ready for this? Yeah. She is sentenced to 759 years in prison. Damn, I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't know either. I see. I don't understand when it's like a lifetime, like life in prison, and then they do like this weird thing. I don't. I mean, it's just say like you're going to prison and never getting out at this point. <laughs> she will be able. She will be paroled regardless in 2058 at the age of a hundred. She is currently 63 years old, which is the same age her mother would be. It, well, no. She's the same age as when her mother died. 63 years old, she will be spending the rest of her life behind bars, and more than likely, she will die behind bars. I, it's just sad. Like, this you killed all of those people. That's very, very sad. You know, um, I mean, she, here's the profile that they made of her, okay? Um, it said, this is the profile they originally made when they, when, when witnesses started coming forth. It was a man dressed as a woman or a robust woman dressed in white. She <laughs> Robust woman, okay. Robust woman, that's what they used to say back in the day. Uh, dressed in white because remember she would used to try to uh, pretend to be a nurse um, about five six five seven robust complexion light brown oval face white feet blonde hair dilated eyebrows and approximately 45 years old you go look, you look at this woman it fits up pretty good and then there was um, a psychological profile was done on her and, uh, you know, they did a, it's examining cases of serial killers that were targeted, uh, targeted elderly women beforehand, um, called for the arrest of a man with homosexual preferences, victim of childhood physical abuse, lived surrounded by women 
could have had a grandmother or lived with an elderly person, has resentment to that feminine figure and possesses great intellect. I think she's got a few of those. True. Yeah, she, she, I feel, I, part of me feels bad for her because she, she never got the chance to even attempt to have a normal life. Um, especially with that fucking bitch ass piece of shit of a mother she had. But at the same time, I don't feel bad for her because you, you felt like you had the right to end people's lives. Exactly. You were upset at older women who reminded you of your mother. That's some like borderline Norman Bates bullshit. Yeah, and I mean, it's very close. <laughs> the only difference is Norman, like, you know, his mother was the voice in his head. You know, he, he essentially, after she died, he kept her alive just by her berating and the way she treated him. It was a, uh, it became a part of his conscience. It became a part of something that he, it was his impulse to do what he did but I don't I still don't I don't care like I feel bad for you to a certain extent because I see there are a lot of people who go through heavy traumatic experiences with sexual assault and abuse and it's constant it starts from when they're a young age and they're teenagers and then they go into being adults and they're still being abused that way and they don't turn out and kill millions and hundreds or thousands or just multiples of people they don't go out and become a serial killer and take their frustration or their trauma out on other people they go get help or they learn how to cope in their own way but they're not killing people like you don't get a pass because you had to fuck their childhood for you to go out and kill people and then the killer part is you wouldn't kill people who can't defend themselves are essentially dependent on those around them you sought them out you stalked them and then you murdered them with your bare hands and one of them you set on fire so that like the strangulation thing i can understand because again that's more of the the um female serial killer mo but when it goes to just start lighting shit on fire though that that take like you're you're you killed your person and then you 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 set them on fire that's like a whole nother level of hatred right there like you just didn't want them to ever find this woman ever again but i the fire it, i don't know it seems like it was symbolic and then she didn't do that with any other person so maybe this person really reminded her of her mother and she took her rage out on her specifically That is the fucked up story. I shouldn't be laughing. I'm sorry. That is the messed up story of Juana Barres, the Lady of Silence, Mexico's first ever female serial killer, the murderous luchadora. And her ass is still alive. Her, she's still alive, dude. She is alive. She is sitting in prison right now, 759 years. 
She'll get paroled when she's 100. <laughs> so, only thing I can hope for is she died the same way she killed all the women. Somebody strangled her. I have no sympathy for you. That's just wrong. I, I mean, like I said, man, it's it's hard to gauge sympathy for somebody like this because normally you're like, oh man, you know, that's, that's real fucked up what she went through. But like, no, I can't, I can't feel, excuse me. She will be 64 this year. Um, I, I can't feel sorry for her. Me either. I, I mean, sometimes I'm not saying feel sympathy for serial killers because, you know, sometimes they do have backgrounds that just kind of make you go, well, you know, I'm, you know, you don't know what to say. You're just like, well, holy shit, you know? Oh, but, God. Crazy, man. It's just, it's just ugly. And it's just like, of all the things you could have been doing with life, like you choose to spend your time killing people. I looked up what 300 pesos is now for the USD. $300 in pesos is like $14 in USD money right now. Shit. So I have no idea what it was worth in the 90s, but right now it's worth like enough for you to get like a large meal from Wendy's at best. Two large meals from Wendy's. <laughs> That's it. I mean, it's it's also if you really want. I mean, we can like I said, we'll be here all night because you and me love this kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> I know if Nicole and Janae were in here, Janae would probably be like just saying some weird off the cuff shit, and we'd be like, "Shut up, you're gonna get us flagged." For <laughs> the usual. But love you, Janae and Nicole would just be like, "Oh well, I would." She got sloppy. She's sloppy. She's no. Yeah. <laughs> Shit when you talk about true crime with your friends um no but it's it's <coughs> i know i know it's like some cases where you know like i said she she took the trophy from her victims it's like you do that you, you see serial killers who do that or you know just killers in general who do that Mm-hmm. And it's like they're trying to like I don't want to say still possess the person that they kill, but I mean think about it. You're gonna take something from somebody. You're not gonna take like a chair or uh, an action figure unless it's really worth something. You're gonna take something that's like a really close possession of theirs, and you're gonna keep it because you know that's like a way to fuck. Like you you still have control over them even though they're they're not here anymore. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. and i'm just like you Mm-mm. I, she oh, man. I, <laughs> this made the plane ride from hell look like we're gonna go walk in the park full of daisies and shit it's <laughs> a tough one man this is a tough one <laughs> it's rough I, it, it, the last couple have been rough but yeah so um next month uh so next month four down for the count as for our weekly shows because we do have a couple of roast sessions coming out right now um we are 
I'm, I, I, I know we're going to put some more stuff out during the break, but please remember after Survivor Series, we are going to take our break. I'm going to do one more So What Happened Was. If you guys have a suggestion, please let me hear it. I will not do the Montreal screw job. I've already had people ask me, hey, can you do the Montreal screw? No, I'm not doing it. For what? You guys already know all of that. If you want a good rundown of the Montreal screw job, go check our friends out. Our joke, check our friends out at Drunk Wrestling History. They're actually doing the uh, House Riot show. I just, I'm going to listen to it here going to bed, but they're going to do the show. They're going to do a show about the House Riot. That's cool. I'm like, yay! <laughs> so before any, you know, and it's like the same, I'm just going to say this, because this has been a problem in the true crime community as well. I am not ripping off anybody's ideas. I don't own anything that happened in wrestling history. I am not James, I'm not James E. Cornette. I don't think wrestling owes me anything. So if it's okay, kids, for another podcast to talk about shit because we ain't the only ones, okay? Look, um, I don't know where some of y'all are getting your information from, and I don't really care, but it's like this. <laughs> the information highway is available to everyone. Not everyone is going to be able to just bypass a good story to tell. Mm-hmm. And some of y'all who are acting like you own the stories, please remember that these stories are about real people, and there are real victims. And if you think that way, instead of thinking about, you're stealing my content, no. You're telling a story about someone who's passed away in a brutal way, and you're also making money off of it. So how's that make you look? We ain't, mm-hmm. getting, paid. We ain't getting paid for this. And all honestly, even if we were at the point where, um, where the podcast was making money, I we still would, be respectful. Uh, honestly, I if it was like the plane ride from hell or any money we would have made off of serious ass topics we talk about like this, I would be taking any money made and donating it to, in this case, um, sexual survivor charities, uh, organizations, therapy, plane ride from hell, same fucking thing. So until I start seeing receipts that y'all are t- not pocketing this money off of your videos or whatever and you're actually using some good for them kindly shut the fuck up i mean she's got a point i'm just saying if you're gonna do all of that you need to humble yourself a lot because you don't own anything and the reality is a lot of y'all that's doing these true crime stories don't have a creative bone in your body you can't come up with any new content you're tired of doing makeup. You got bored, so you started doing true crime. What about Pablo? You can make money. Pablo okay. is fine. He's doing it his own little special way, and he gives credit because of how he's presenting it, because he presents it the way that Bailey does. So, and he doesn't always do makeup while telling the story. Sometimes he's just got a cocktail and telling the story, which is fine. You know, find your own niche, but don't act like you own the true crime genre because you don't. Okay. Also, uh, don't don't send messages because I know this has happened to Bailey. I I know we keep talking about Bailey Sarian, but honestly, she is she is queen. 
Like I just, I, <laughs> I absolutely love her because the way she narrates, and I've said this before with, with Pip and Nicole, um, the way she narrates, it just feels like you're sitting down and you're talking to a friend, like you guys are gossiping about serial killers. <laughs> and I know, yeah. and it's just like, you know, it's just like, I'll listen to her when I'm at work and I, it's like shows like episodes she's done that I probably listened to like 10 times and she goes, here's what really happened. I'm like, oh, bitch, what happened? What happened? <laughs> like, <laughs> you get so evolved, involved into it because she's so chill. And, um, you know, she, she's, she's awesome. And honestly, between our friends at Drunk Wrestling History and Bailey Sari, and they're the ones who kind of were like, gave me the idea to do it. And, you know, I stated Lazy Masquerade earlier. Yes, he was the one, he was the first video that I saw talked about it. And if you go on our Twitter, I actually added him saying he was the inspiration for this because when you hear something like this when I came up with Pip and Nicole and I'm like okay next one I'm talking about a murderous luchadora they're like what and then where the hell do you find this shit Alexis I'm like the internet <laughs> not the internet well you know where else am I gonna find this shit so please be nice to the people sharing true crime the people doing wrestling history because judging from a lot of y'all I don't even think we all passed regular history in junior high so so I, next episode for, well we're gonna do two special episodes actually uh one is next since next month is the month of turkey and giving thanks and possibly family fights let's <laughs> let's talk about the failure that was the brawl for all you remember that tiff I do. I actually learned about that um, through Dark Side of the Ring, but if you find more information on it, I'll be there for that one, too. Oh, we're gonna I, brawl, brawl. I, just, I just figured the holidays, Thanksgiving, you tend to fight. I, at least I know my family, we got in at least one fist fight a year during the holidays, and it was always Thanksgiving, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then on in December so that's when we're going to take our normal break but if you guys want in December I'm flying up to see this hoe for her birthday Nicole's gonna, <laughs> <laughs> Nicole's gonna be up there too so you guys are going to get the down for the count official meetup reunion what are we calling this I don't know <laughs> we're gonna have to do that one live like we we need to be on camera for that one yeah so we're going to do a down for the count live stream. <laughs> so follow us on Instagram for that one. Follow us on Twitter because I know one of us will be drunk and on Twitter and more than likely it'll probably be me if I don't pass out first. <laughs> but we got it. But we got a lot of great things coming for you guys down the pipe. We are going to try our best to keep you entertained during the holidays. Because we all know holidays. Yeah, because I'm going to make sure I get the stuff posted. And I'm going to post it. I'm going to post it so that it's spaced out and everybody can still get content. Some people get lonely during the holidays. And then I noticed that last year, some people were upset that we took a break. But we were burnt out last year. Last year was rough. 
y'all gotta understand 2020 was hard and it's kind of why nicole um nicole came up with this idea to do the roast sessions this year because it gets kind of hard to talk about the same old shit over and over oh yeah and um you know shout out to nicole for coming up with this and we just want you guys and of course you know if anything massive breaks while we're on vacation or doing our little holiday break we will put something out yeah like the ring of honor that but it is gonna be it's gonna have to be something major i don't know maybe i'll put something special out for december i don't know i gotta think maybe something holiday related if you have time you can other than that ladies and gentlemen oh actually okay i have perfect perfect idea yeah I, okay so i have some people who message me and they're like you don't know shit without looking it up on the computer or looking up on the internet okay you mark i got an idea for you i'm gonna read i'm gonna be drunk while doing this so this is gonna be fun while we are doing the first ever down for the count get together live stream woo, fancy thing that we're gonna be doing you guys want to try to stump me on wrestling history send in questions and i will oh. If you guys don't think I don't know what I'm doing, I will give one, I will give Tiff or Nicole my phone and I will answer the best of my, best of my knowledge because I'm getting real tired of getting people messaging me saying, uh, you don't really know what you're talking about. Well, you don't know how to spell. So there's that. <laughs> I'm actually a very nice person, but some of y'all just oh. piss me the fuck off. <laughs> Especially when you sit here and call Roman Reigns. What what is it, Tiff? A Twilight, sparkly, a sparkly vampire from Twilight. <laughs> First of all, I just didn't understand where that came from. So just for context, and then we're gonna go. Today I got trolled, and he, he didn't even troll me well. It was bad. It was horrible. He he was upset because he felt like Roman Reigns should sit out for the rest of the year until they figure out who's going to dethrone him and then he should come back and wrestle which to me is ridiculous because then first of all you're making Roman be like Brock Lesnar and he's not like Brock yeah he's not like Brock so he's not going to do that and then on top of that it doesn't lend anything to Roman's character Roman might be repetitive and he might have the monikers and everything that he says is the same. But when he gets into a feud with someone, it's entertaining. You want to see where it's going to go. That wasn't the case with Lesnar. So I'm like, him not being there and him sitting at home, do I think he had a point when he said that Roman's time in the ring is too long? Yeah, I would have eventually agreed had he had not come back and said something even stupider. <laughs> he just, he just he kept, kept going. And I was just like, what is your problem? I swear he was high on bath salts. I swear <laughs> he was. Because you, there's no way you could logically think you were terrorizing me with the things that you were saying. And it would be like every other word was misspelled. And it'd be words that you could easily spell, like parents. He called, and then he called, he, he called one of our friends. 
he called them a periot. And I was just like, what the fuck is that? What, what is, is that? He's the fucking, he was, this was a 35 year old man out here talking like uh, some kid you play fucking Halo with or like Call of Duty or um, Yeah, whatever. he sounded okay. like a 12 year old. That 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 be on on Xbox or on PS5 just cussing people out, you know, and he like was he just had, like he called one of our friends four eyes, like that was the best thing he could come up with. Right, he was like, oh yeah, four eyes. What are you gonna do? I'm like, are you retarded? What is wrong with you? Are you high? You have to be high on bath salts. Please stop snorting the bath salts. It's it destroying is. you. And then what what was it? Uh. What did he say? It was the sparkly vampire thing that took me out. And I had to post it because it was funny. And he goes, <laughs> wait, wait. He goes, the only reason you like Roman is because he looks like some sparkly vampire from some girly Twilight movie. I laughed at that for 20 minutes. And the reason why it's so funny is because I hate Twilight. <laughs> I truly detest that whole series. I don't like it. So for him to compare it to that, it just it just made me laugh. It was so funny. And then he got upset because other people were joining in and he deleted the comment. Like just completely deleted it. And oh, I was like, oh. Oh, he no, he was like, Oh, you can't defend me. You can't defend yourself. So your friends are jumping in. I'm like, nah, man, we're we're just bored. We got nothing else going. <laughs> Right, like I'm like you're not doing anything. We I don't care about you. You're entertaining for the time being. I'm like you're a clown, and court jesters jump. So jump, you court jester. And he just kept going. I was like, fine, you're entertaining. In an hour and thirty minutes, he was entertaining, and it got so bad that I went live, and Janae she found his Facebook page. No, found his Facebook page. Janae. Why she found his page, she literally, she found his page, she knew what his name was, she knew where he lived. She knew the population of and how she many she knew the population, and I was just like, Janae. <laughs> and I was just like, what is wrong with him? And then, to like, to put top it off and to end it, he sends like seven comments. After he deleted the initial one, right? He mm -hmm. sent seven comments, seven of them, all in a row. Instead of making it one large comment, he sent them individually. And he's just like, oh yeah, let's let's have John Cena and the Gobbly Goobler fight in a match on at WrestleMania. And I'm like, what the fuck is John Cena doing with this? He's just stupid. I swear, I, the, before that, he just brings up John Cena randomly and just puts the, the fuck you emoji in my, in the comments. And I was just like, who is talking about Cena? What happened to you? I, I, just like, I just like this comment. And then he kept calling me Blondie, but he kept spelling it wrong. <laughs> so I was like, I just helped him out with his spelling and grammar. I said, if you're going to call me Blondie, which I don't really see that as an insult, it's B-L-O-N-D-I-E. It's like the band. 
And then he's like, well, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, you drink the Kool-Aid because you like Roman Reigns. I said, actually, I don't like Kool-Aid. And I really don't like Roman Reigns. He's like, well, why are you commenting? I'm like, because I can do and say whatever the fuck I want when I want. How about that? And then he was like, he's just like, oh, you just met remember this he's like oh you just mad because you lost your man in the video games i was like nah see i fuck my man when he plays red dead redemption and he eats me out when i do play the 2k21 so what's up (laughs) and then he goes he says well your man plays sucky games no wonder i'm like what that doesn't make any sense bro if the game sucks he's still getting he's still getting the yams so what are you it's like, okay, like, yeah, my husband plays video games. Apparently, no one's played with you. That's why you're all. You got two good. followers, and you're a gamer, and you have two followers. You're 35 years old, and you're talking like a teenager online. I think he was special needs. I swear that he was. And if he was. Even come he from Cartonite, yo. I mean, the thing. I don't. This particular picture, I didn't tag anyone. I didn't tag WWE. I did nothing. He doesn't follow me. You didn't even tag Roman. You didn't. Well, you didn't even go like hashtag Roman Reigns or anything like that either. No, no, no hashtags. No nothing. Only thing I typed in the caption was well. And then he just comes out of nowhere. And I thought maybe he just misunderstood the picture. So I was just like, they're asking you to pick an opponent. And he's like, no, he should stay at home until they find someone. So you I'm like, wait a minute. So you, so you, you just want Roman Reigns. The reason why people are still watching WWE at this moment, you want him to go home? And he goes, yeah, he's bored. I'm bored of him. Like, WWE needs to get it together. And like I said, I was like, well, okay, that I can understand, but... And he's like, the only reason why people watch him is because it's on Fox. I was like, no. what? No, people people watch wrestling because they like wrestling. No one was watching Fox on Friday at that time spot. What were like, they let's showing? keep it real. They were what were they showing? Like they have like, I don't know. Lame ass sitcoms that lasted like one season or they were showing cops. Yeah, and then they had like um that used to be a rerun where they would rerun the stuff that came on during the week that was more popular. But, mm-hmm. And they had shows that would come on, but like you said, they wouldn't last past a season or two. And Fox didn't have anything at time slot. That's, that's why they put them on there at Friday. I mean, they used to rerun Lone Star. And they had Lone Star 911 Lone Star. And then they had 911. They just got those shows popping. And they started rerunning that before they added SmackDown. So there was nothing in that time slot that was competing with regular television on a Friday. And most TV show networks like ABC, NBC and all that, they have a regular show in that time slot or they put something like Dateline or 60 Minutes or something that's gonna have views, but it's not gonna do like astronomical views. Like for NBC Universal, they have Chicago Wednesdays because that's the day where Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, and Chicago PD comes on all one after the other. On Fridays, they'll have something else like AP Bio or some shit like that. 
And even that sometimes doesn't work out in that time slot. Because most people are out. They're going out on Friday. You want to go out after work. It's finally the weekend. You're trying to go out. You're not trying to stay at home. Right. Like, um, Saturday nights is, is like the same way. Because you also got to think about it, too. Friday, like, especially if you work like a Monday through Friday job. Friday, you come home. You just, like, you, you go out. Or you're just kind of, like, chilling and you're not doing anything. And more than likely, you just fall asleep watching something on TV. Or you watch something on Netflix or you watch something on fucking Hulu or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> I really don't get it. I don't, I don't, how did, how the fuck did this guy ever become a thing? I just, I don't know, but he was tripping and I was just like, shit. He, he, had, to be on, he had to be on something. I don't think it was basketball. It had to be basketball. It just has, it was that or mess. And from the pictures we saw, it could have been either one of them. Like, he was really, you don't really tripping. You don't tell me about bath salts, okay? Remember, I'm from the land where the guy took the bath salts and then he became a zombie because they shot him six times and he was still going. I got paper. Pray for Florida. <laughs> it's so we got so meth dealers, 20-foot alligators, <laughs> and fucking zombies. It's so bad. Y'all got to pray for them. They need help. <laughs> we, we just need a fucking exorcist in that whole goddamn state. <laughs> All right. Northern Florida. What up? You guys <laughs> country up there. You can't send down some prayers to the more south of you? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Shit. I can't. We're going to go. So you guys have... A happy Halloween. I hope when you're listening to this, you had a decent Halloween. And we'll see you guys next time. Stay safe. Don't don't eat too much candy and don't check your apples for razor blades. Yeah. <laughs>